What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. We have another incredible guest speaker today. And you guys are in for it. I worked with Josh one-on-one. How long was it? Years. I think like two and a half, three, something like that. Two and a half years. So y'all know how obsessed with mindset and personal growth and all the things. I, I'm not just like saying that it's important. Like I invest in coaches and mentors and people who are going to help me level up and grow and just push me. And Josh Coates is that he is a push coach. He's a member of the John Maxwell team. He's a best-selling author. And P.S., I'll, I'll let you talk about your book for a sec or whatever when you want to oh, do it. Yeah. I also got to write, yeah. what is it called? The forward? The forward, yeah. The forward in his book. <laughs> and that was so scary, but really cool, really cool. So if you grab his book, which I'll let him talk about because you guys all need it. It's so good. I also got to write the forward. That was the first time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So without further ado, I want to just turn it over to him. What we're going to be diving into today is all about living from the inside out. And I thought this was the perfect topic, especially as we're going into the new year, we're, we're kind of fresh, like clean slate, fresh start. Let's wipe away what just happened (laughs) a little bit, but in, in, in the same tune, let's learn from what just happened. And I think so many of us spent 2020 reacting to everything external, reacting to the chaos, reacting to the pandemic, reacting to all of this hard stuff. And he's going to dive deep into what it looks like and how 
we can live from the inside out and how that's going to shift so much in our life. So Josh, let's just dig in. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it yeah. so much. I've got a book sitting right here and I was actually thinking about that yesterday. I was like, that was just a, a really special moment to get to like add you to the beginning of my book because so much of kind of just like what we went through together, you know, um, is inspiration for like a lot of the solutions, um, in the book. So anyways, that's exciting, but yeah, (laughs) let's, let's dive in and let's just like talk about how much 2020 sucked for a second, (laughs) because, (laughs) because this is, this is kind of like the, like everything we're going to talk about today is, is a little bit of like my discovery. That's also the biggest water bottle I've ever seen in my life, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It's you. The thing was like, at first I thought it was just like an optical illusion of the camera angle. And then I was like, no, that literally goes from her waist to her mouth. (laughs) But basically, um, I'm like one of the most extroverted humans in the world. Uh, As Micah, anyone who's ever met me in person knows when I go to live events, like I live for live events. I will stay up all night with anyone who wants to hang out and talk about business or marketing or ads or anything anybody wants to and still wake up early and like work out and then speak on stage. Like, that's just like what I live for. Yeah. Josh Um, and I are complete opposites. So that's probably why we work good together. (laughs) Total opposites. And, and so like quarantine, like hit me hard. Um, We actually had to quarantine a little bit harder than most people because my youngest son has a heart condition. And so he is like an at risk person. So it was like, you know, a lot of people were still going about their normal life and just like social distancing, you know, but still doing some of the normal stuff like I had to cancel all traveling plans I couldn't go anywhere, even if it was small retreats, I, I just couldn't afford to be in busy places I wasn't going to target like like how many, you, you don't realize how much therapy just going to Target is until even so that's taken, taken away. away, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we were just like every single day after work, I was taking the kids on bike rides, going for walks. Well, then I hurt my back, um, happened to hurt, injure my back during quarantine. So then I couldn't do anything like physical at all. I couldn't even work out. I couldn't take the kids on walks, runs, whatever. Over time, got my back better. And was able to kind of like get back to that, but just like had this like moment where something in me was just wrong. And I I couldn't figure, I was like, I just feel depressed and I'm not like, I mean, I'm a really, really positive person. Um, I'm also a really happy person for the most part, you know, like, especially ever since I started doing personal growth, I I was really emotional, like in my twenties, but like personal growth has kind of like balanced out a lot of that, you know, but I would just find myself just sitting there. Um, so I have my kids 50% of the time, the 50% that they're not here. Like Jenny, my girlfriend works a lot of evenings. She's home, but she's on her phone or computer or whatever it is, you know, I just find myself just sitting there, like just feeling like darkness, Yeah. Like something's wrong with me, you know? And that's kind of what I started to think, like, what is wrong with me? Like I have, I have problems. I have issues. I don't even know what they are. And so I think before you go on really fast, I think this is so relevant because how many of us stay so busy that you don't ever even allow yourself space to really feel, to let it soak in, to really, to see what's going on. And then for the first time in 2020, I think that's why a lot of this crap came up is like, we yep. were forced to slow down, yeah, 
to, to really like soak up what was going on and feel for the first time in a long time. So this is, this is going to be good. Okay. And it was a trip. (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a trip to just feel, you know, I mean, I I'm an Enneagram three for anyone who knows anything about the Enneagram. Um, the blessing of the Enneagram three is that we can blend into any environment with any type of person where we're also kind of like the chameleon. So like I can walk into a room And in 15 seconds, I can feel out the crowd and know, okay, like, are these like more artistic people? Are they more like, like what, what kind of people are these? And I can blend in like that. Um, But the curse to being an Enneagram three is that because we spend so much of our life blending into our surroundings, we don't know that much about like what we are. Like we are always kind of bouncing off of the feelings of other people. And if you're an Enneagram two, which I know a lot of the listeners are, uh, Enneagram two is a very common thing specifically in network marketing, but but really just like in the world that we live in, um, a two is very common. We have similar strengths and weaknesses. The difference is I respond with like jokes and like acting out, whereas a two responds with, serving, you know, can I get you something? Can I take care of you? But, but in reality, we're both very driven by taking care of the needs of others. Mm -hmm. Two is more hospitality. Three is more comical class clown. Got it. You know what I mean? Try to make everybody happy, but it's the same thing. So I was just thankfully gone through enough personal growth as well as, you know, certified as a life coach that like, Sometimes it takes me a little bit, but I like have a moment where I'm just like, okay, Josh, like let's use our training. Let's figure out what's going on. And I just had to take some time and just like really do some exploring and just ask like, why am I feeling this way? Like, where is this coming from? What is this? And, And the more I thought about it, the more I just realized kind of what Micah was just saying is that via traveling, Um, I travel and speak at events in a normal year every six to eight weeks. Um, When my kids aren't here, I go work at the coffee shop, Um, you know, just like hang out. And I'll work till seven or eight at night. It doesn't bother me. My kids are with their mom. Like, why not get some extra work done while drinking coffee and, you know, just being around other people, even if we're not like hanging out. Right. So it's like I, I had these ways of getting around other people and you know, feeding off the vibes of other people, traveling to new places. And kind of like you said, just staying busy enough that I felt happy because that's what makes me happy, right? Is is to be productive and give, produce some type of result. And now all of a sudden my business was still killing it. Business was doing better than it's ever done before, but I was like super unhappy and depressed. And I started realizing, okay, there's some, I don't know how to be happy by myself. That's, that's like a scary thing to realize. Yeah, especially you know? in quarantine. Yeah, because I don't even have a choice. Like there's, yeah. I can't change anything about this. Like I'm just yeah. stuck in it. Um, and, and then on top of that, take away live sports. And I'm just like, my gosh, I don't even know what to do with my downtime. I can't even watch sports anymore. Like how many Netflix shows can you watch? Like, right. so um, I just started, you know, asking like, how can I fix this? Like, what kind of work can I do to like change this? And one of the affirmations that I came up with, because I would find, this is what I found, Micah, I would find myself pretending to have downtime 
when in reality, I was like on Airbnb looking for somewhere I could travel to when quarantine was over. I would find myself on Zillow looking at lake houses, being like, you know what? If we just had a lake house, Mike has a lake house. I should have a lake house. If I just had a lake house, then none of this would even matter. Like there was legit, there was an evening where like we just bought this house in January. So like, you know, financing two houses in one year isn't usually like the best idea, but I was like, I was like on Zillow and I was like, Jenny had told me if we got a place on the lake, she would want it like on the water. Like it's got to like actually look onto the water. And so I'm on Zillow and I'm like, Hey babe, I found this property. It's on the water. There's no house on it, but it's like $15,000. I can just like go pay for that cash and then we'll buy a tiny home and we'll put a tiny home on it. And, you know, like maybe in another year or two, like after this house is a little more established, then we can take out a loan and get like the house we really want. But, but like for now, let's just drop 40 grand and just like, let's have a place on the lake. And I was like in my head, ready to call the person. Hadn't even, (laughs) haven't even been to the property. Hadn't walked on it and I also don't know anything about plumbing or anything like that. I'm totally like, I don't even know how we're going to make this work. I'm just, I was literally, I was like, so I think I'm going to go ahead and buy this. And she was like, what? This is you. You're just telling me right now that you just found a, a property and you're just going to go like, I think we have a little bit more of a discussion about this, babe. And I'm just like, what's the discussion? I have the money. This is what you like. So it's like, even when I was pretending to have downtime, I was really just exploring other things that I could do with my time and energy, not actually unplugging. Yeah. And so I had to make this affirmation for myself that I still use. I love it so much. And it says that because I value making memories, sorry, because making memories is just as important as making progress. I choose to enjoy the people places and things that I already have in my life. Love that. that. Just been a game changer. I'll I'll say it again for those of you that are like maybe on the go, maybe you're at Target and you're having to like stop the cart real quick. Uh, Because making memories is just as valuable as making progress. I choose to enjoy the people, places, and things that I already have in my life. Love it. And it's like, as I would say that, I would just stop and think and be like, okay, a lake house would be cool. But Josh, you just got this house in January and it's beautiful. You love it. You like, you painted the walls like extra bright white just for Instagram. (laughs) Like you have your own office upstairs. You've got like a palm tree over there behind you. You've got like five guitars over here. Like you have so many amazing things. Like let's just enjoy that. And and even just taking like two or three minutes to just think about that would like totally shift my feelings. That's um, the power of appreciation that we talk about yeah. all the time. No matter what's going on, we can be grateful yes. right now. And it totally shifts yep. our feelings and our energy. I love yeah. It. And, and, and that's really like, if we, if we're just like all being honest about it, none of us really want things. We want feelings. hundred percent. And it's just like, you know, that goal that we're pushing for, which I think is a healthy thing to have if it brings about growth, mm-hmm. was really about the feeling you wanted to have of accomplishment. Yeah. But like, really, in my opinion, I'm sure you would agree with this, the way to really accomplish really big things in your life is to find a way to accomplish a bunch of little things. 
Amen. If you <laughs> yes. can, so it's like all these little wins are what add up into big wins. And sometimes, you yeah. know, and, and just on my group today, there was a girl that was like, I'm struggling because I'm watching everyone, you know, succeed and do this. And I'm just like, really, who are you watching? Cause I've been on like 50 coaching calls in the last month with people who are struggling just like you. So, mm-hmm. so I want to know who is everyone that's like what you really mean is there's five or six people that you follow that are doing really good right now. That doesn't mean you can't also do good. And just because they're achieving big things in life, doesn't mean you can't achieve something small. And if you can stay continuous with those small things, I mean, like I didn't start off helping people go top 10. Like I just started off reading my first book. Like that was it. And I had to be like, okay, Josh, 10 pages, 10 pages today. That's what you're going to do no matter what 10 pages. And that little win turned into finishing one book, two books, three books, getting certified, messaging people on Facebook. Like, like everything I am today goes back to that decision to read the first 10 pages. Yeah. Those baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this kind of, you know, um, this kind of just like opened my eyes to seeing like this, you know, Grant Cardone talks about the and it's not about, or it's, a, it's about, and, and kind of the conversation that we had on the team call that I did um, for your girls was just like this idea of masculine versus feminine. And so it's, it's kind of like coming from like the same place as, as what I was just talking about. Like I had to find, like, I have this natural drive in me. And some people don't have that. Like some people have to read my books because they need that drive, right? Um, But for all of our workaholics listening, we tend to have this built-in natural drive that says, I'm going to work really hard. Usually it's because we want to um, impress someone. goes back to like issues we had as a kid. Like we only got credit when we got an A, right? So it's like we're looking for that approval, right? So that is like one side, which is usually more of like the masculine nature, and then there's this like feminine nature and, and, and probably like the best way I could like the best analogy to me is like the law of sowing and reaping and the law of sowing and reaping just says you reap what you sow. But then there's this, to me, there's this other universal principle in both of these things. Like I learned from the Bible, the other principle that I teach that goes side by side with this is what you seek is what you find. Like you can work all day and night planting, 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 planting. But if you're looking for, and, and, and the word seek isn't really looking for, it's like what you're expecting. It's like seeking is like, I'm not just like, ooh, looking around, will this happen? Seeking is like, no, I'm expecting to find this thing. It's like the difference between a guy looking for keys and a girl looking for keys. Like a guy is like, oh, couldn't find it. I looked in like two spots girl is like, um, well, you didn't look under the covers or you didn't look on it. Like a girl will look everywhere. Right. That is seeking. And so the masculine is like, I'm going to work for it. I'm going to earn it. I'm going to do the work it takes. The feminine is like, I may not get it today, but if I continue to trust the process, eventually it shows up. And so like both can be taken out of context, you know, like Like what we see, in my opinion, the feminine taken out of context is, well, it'll happen in God's time. And that's kind of like my way of like, I don't really want to take responsibility for it. So I'm just going to pretend when God wants it to happen, it'll happen. And that's like, you know, I always use the joke. It's like eating 
two pints of ice cream before bed every single night and saying, well, when God wants me to lose weight, I will. Well, God's not going to take that ice cream out of your stomach. Like you did that with your own will that was on you, not on God. And, and so like, this is the masculine versus feminine is the balance or the harmony, as I like to call it between I show up and do the work that I'm supposed to do but I also know how to release that pressure and have this thing called trust. And, and I, I, I think faith and trust are words that can be like interwoven, like they go together, like they can, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. do you have, do you trust that this can actually happen? And, and, and for me personally, um, you know, like my first couple of years in business was like work all day at my day job, come home. I had two hours blocked out to work two hours before I spent time with the kids. So it was like two hours. I would go take a shower. And in my shower, I would use all these affirmations that reminded me like I can do things through Christ who strengthens me. Like I, and and like, it wasn't, I'm going to be rich and famous and successful because I'm the best person ever. It was like, no, I can do this through Christ. And and then one of the things that I would do is I I would go through like the words in that. And I would emphasize different words Um, For those of you who aren't familiar, it's like a scripture from the Bible, but I would just be like, okay, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. And, and, And the more I would like think about like the different words, it just brings out different meanings. Like, and then I would be like, wait a second. So like, if I can do all things through Christ, pretty sure I can get 10 new clients. Like if I can do all things, then that means I can build a successful business. And then my, you know, and I I would just kind of follow my limiting beliefs. So from, from there, like 10 clients, I would be like, yeah, but that's not successful. I'd be like, but if I can do all things, then I can create a successful business. And then limiting beliefs would be like, yeah, but will it last? I'd be like, but if I can do all things, then that means I can create lasting success. And it's just like every time a limiting belief would pop up, I would just remind it like everything falls under all things. There's literally nothing I can't do, not because I'm so powerful, not because I'm amazing, not because I'm charismatic or have a huge following, but because I have this thing called trust. And say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And, And really, Micah, it took the masculine and the feminine working together to create the success that I have today, because at the beginning, there wasn't enough work in a day that I could have done to have success. 
all there was to do were the things on my to-do list. Like that's it. And I had to embrace that feminine to say, okay, when that list is done, I'm going to check out because that's what my calendar says to do. I'll take my kids out and play baseball. And I know that they're going to fight and beat the crap out of each other, but Hey, that's what we're going to do. So that I can, so I can like check the box off. Like I did what I wanted to do as a dad today. Mm-hmm. going to go watch movies when the kids go to bed, then I'll pull my book back out, read my 10 pages. But it's like, all I could do was today. Like I can't, the only thing that I can change about tomorrow is how well I prepare for it. And so like my to-do list today is how I take care of tomorrow, not by trying to do tomorrow's activities today. Oh, I love it. Okay. Really quickly. So he's talking about this masculine and feminine. But in case you're black and white, he's knocking, he's not talking about males do this, females do this. He's talking about every human being has these masculine tendencies Mm -hmm. and has these feminine tendencies. And usually one of them is stronger than the other, but both are absolutely essential to be in harmony. And I think this is, and what's so powerful is whether it's in motherhood, whether it's in your business, whether it's in any sort of career, any sort of title, any sort of whatever that you hold, we have these tendencies. And when we feel off balance, Mm -hmm. quotation marks, because how many times do you hear that? (laughs) When you feel out of balance, it's generally because one of these things is just really, really outweighing the other. Right. And when we take the time to do what Josh did, when you become self-aware, when you kind of dig into, okay, well, what's missing? Am I not having enough time for creative space? Am I not having enough time to do what brings me joy. Am I just work, 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 numbers, 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 go, go, go. And then I'm not doing the things that maybe I started with to begin with, you know? And so this is just something that he brought it up weeks ago and it has just stuck with me. I'm like, this is just something that everybody needs to hear. Like this is Mm -hmm. just, I mean, I'm a huge awareness is just so powerful because you don't know what you don't know. So as soon as he talked about this, I was like, this is, something everyone needs to know, needs to be mindful of, and yeah. needs to be familiar with how we are personally, because we are all different. Right, right, right. Can, can I give a really good book recommendation? Actually, yeah, actually two. Sure. So, so one that I, that I would love everyone to check out is called The Power of Full Engagement. Um, it's called The Power of Full Engagement. That's by like three different authors. People, I don't know why everyone always asks me, who wrote that? I'm like, just <laughs> Google The Power of Full Engagement. I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> These people. Um, but basically the idea behind it was, and, and, and the subtitle, you'll love this. The subtitle to the book is How to Manage Energy, Not Time to Get Better Results in Every Area of Your Life. Yes. Um, I read this book actually either the beginning of the year before quarantine, and I'd already started implementing some of those things. And then when quarantine really got to, I had to be like, okay, God, Josh, like go back to that book. Like yeah. you need to implement what you learn. But basically they were saying that they started out um, studying tennis players, trying to find out like, why is it that there's this like top 1% that kind of like always dominates, always wins versus the rest. And so they just started like watching hundreds of hours of film to see if they could like figure out like the difference like maybe one maybe there's like some special skill that the top people have right and he said they they were really surprised they said by watching film it didn't seem like there was any difference in skill or talent at all it seemed like all of them had pretty much the same level of talent but what they started noticing was 
the ones that are the best performer have all of these like built in habits. So for basketball, like every time we shot a free throw, we were like, we were all supposed to have our own routine, like dribble the ball three times, spin it a couple times, dribble it two more. You know what I mean? And yep. what he was saying was like watching these tennis players in between every single round, you would watch one guy after the point was scored, just walk to his place and just, just get in place, right? Just prepare for the next. While the other one would have some type of a ritual that he would do, like maybe just as an example, maybe walk to the opposite corner and then go get in position. And as they watched more, then they started interviewing people like asking like, what are you doing? They realized these people were usually doing some type of a combination of breath work and affirmations. And what it did was even if it was just 15 seconds for that 15 seconds to practice breath work and affirmations brought their heart rate down so it gave them 15 seconds of recovery and if you think about a three-hour tennis match you have one person that got 15 seconds of recovery dozens of times versus someone who had zero recovery at all who's going to perform best at the end of the match the guy that's better rested, right? Like that's just obvious, right? And so then they started teaching it to people in other sports and they watched people like hit the peaks of their careers after implementing some of this stuff. And then they started getting hired by entrepreneurs and they were like, our minds were blown because the thing with athletes is we were trying to help them learn how to recover during the match. But the reality is with athletes, they're smart enough to at least schedule time to rest when the match is done. They're smart enough to have things like off seasons. There's like, mm -hmm. they have non-match time, like recovery time built into their schedules. He said when he started working with entrepreneurs, not only did they not have match time recovery built in, but they didn't even have non-match time. Like, so they're working like 12 to 16 hours a day. And even when they say they're not working, they have notifications turned on. They check pop-up social media and scroll. And, and it's so, so it's like, even when they're not working, they're still checked in just enough that they never have their, as a, you know, just an example, their heart rate never goes down. Yeah. And so what's happening is they're trying to compete 16 hours a day and then can't figure out why they can't get to the next level. It's like, you're the really tired, exhausted. I would even go as far as saying for a lot of people, injured. You are the injured person trying to show up on the court and can't figure out why the other team keeps beating you. It's like you have a broken leg. Like, you, of, course, of course, you're not winning the game. You're crutching and they're running. This is one of the most powerful. Like, this is what I love so much about John Maxwell's book, No Limits. Mm -hmm. When he's talking about your capacities and he's talking yeah. about your energy yep. capacity and yep. like how powerful that is. It is so true. When I was in my early years of building, I was like in the grind, yeah. right? I felt like I always had to be on. I had to be like, like I couldn't ever shut my brain off. I was, right. and you feel that like, yes. Yeah. Was it worth it? Looking back, was it worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. Would I have done things differently? Absolutely. Like I would have. <laughs> absolutely been more disciplined and that's all it yeah. is period yeah. yeah i could have gotten just as much done 
if I was just a little bit more focused, a little bit right. more disciplined with my time, you know, yeah. instead of just acting like I was working all those hours or whatever. Right. Whereas now it's like Fridays, I give myself full creative day. Yeah. I let myself do what I think is fun. Do what yeah. I feel like do it. Maybe it's podcasting. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe it's getting yeah. a massage. Maybe it's taking my kids out on a one-on-one. It's like my day to just be and enjoy the freedom that we've created. Right. And then the weekend, I take a lot of the weekend fully unplugged. Yeah. A lot. So that Monday morning, when I have my team call at 6.30 AM, yes. <laughs> my feet hit the ground at 4.38 when my alarm goes off on Mondays so that I can get my morning routine in, work yeah. out, be ready for that team call. And I am pumped every single Monday, seven right. and a half years in. Yeah. And that wouldn't happen if I hadn't learned along the way right. how to manage energy, when I feel my best, what I right. need to disengage from, re-engage, you know, it's just like, and it's such a learning process. Yeah. But energy is so freaking important. It's everything. Yeah. You know, like, like it's, it's, it's everything, you know, there, there, there's a, there's a formula that you shared with me from Dave Ramsey that is still like the heart and the soul of the main training group that I run in the push mastermind. And I just, I just added one word to it, but it was consistency plus intensity plus time. And I just added the word worth to it because I've seen so many people deal with like a lack of self-worth yeah. that I, I felt like that was too important of a part. But I, I was actually talking in my push mastermind this morning about it. And I said, I was actually talking about some of this stuff with them and saying that in 2021, we're going to add some of these things to the tracker so that people Good. are like having planned, intentional, unplugged time, planned and yes. intentional time for... Um, affirmations and meditation that aren't necessarily business-based but just like practical life-based about be just being a healthier person right yeah yeah um and so i was talking to them and i said you know we could just as easily add the word recovery to the formula consistency plus intensity plus recovery plus time because the reality is everything is based on the first word and the last word which is how consistent can you be for enough time, right? And, it, and it's like, to me, energy is like the X factor. Energy is the thing that you can't calculate. It's it's not anywhere on paper. You can't track. You can't be like, well, yeah. you know, I my energy was like, there, there's really no way. And, and, and again, to me, it's like the X factor. It's for my sports fans, it's the Dennis Rodman of the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Like the dude's stats were like whack, right? But he was the guy like getting all the loose balls, getting all, and without that guy, you sometimes you have mini games that you don't win because he brings up the energy of the rest of the team, which makes everybody perform with more confidence. And it's like, yeah. if you lose your energy, you lose your confidence. And like, I mean, just if, if we just use common sense, would you want to follow someone that's less confident than you? No, like <laughs> if this person is less confident than me, a hundred times out of a hundred in the conversation, I'm going to unfortunately end up doing most of the teaching and I'm not going to really learn much. Right. Yeah. And, and no one wants to pay me money if I'm the less confident person. So like energy gives kind of like an assumed confidence. If I see someone and it, it doesn't mean outgoing. I like, I want to make that really clear because I know I am personally loud and that is my nature, <laughs> but that loudness is not the definition of energy or confidence 
It is just the way that I personally, with my personality type, can express that. Um, but I also express insecurity with loudness too. So like, that's just how I, it's just how I communicate with the world <laughs> at, at, a, at a 12 out of 10 volume, right? But like confidence and energy is more of like the demeanor. Like when you talk, am I convinced that you're convinced? Like, do you sound like you're convinced? Like, just want to say real quick to my health and fitness coaches, please don't go on social media once a month and tell everyone how you're starting over. <laughs> I see it all the time. I'm starting over. I fell off the wagon. Just want to see who wants to jump back. Nobody wants to jump back on with you. Like either you're on the wagon and you're leading the way and that's why they trust you or you're jumping back on the wagon, in which case you shouldn't be trying to sell to them. Like, hey, Micah, do you want to go to the gym with me every single day? I really need accountability. By the way, that'll be $140. Like, no, nobody's paying you when you are the one that needs accountability. So like the reality is all of us fall off the wagon sometimes. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, but stop telling everyone in the world. <laughs> like, just like show up, do your thing and let your actions speak louder than your words. Just and, and staying on the wagon is easier than jumping off and on. It's so much easier. And it, it, it's, less, it's less painful too. Like jumping off the right. wagon hurts, it's true. you know, and, and, you know, going into 2021, if you're listening to this um, as it's going live, like what I've been teaching my groups is like so many people like to wait for a fresh start. And the reality is, there's no such thing as a fresh start. You either continue what you've built or you start over from scratch. And starting over from scratch sucks. Nobody likes to start from scratch. It's like, hey, they're halfway into building your house. Do you want them to just wait till January and start from scratch? You'd be like, no, keep building my house. Like, yeah, I don't. So true. It's like we always think that there's like a timeout button. And like, I love what J-Max says. He says, you're either climbing up the hill or you're sliding down it. There is no in-between. It's like, you. the only thing you do by default is slide. So like one of the reasons people struggle to get results is because, again, that time factor, they can only put together enough consistency to climb for two weeks, three weeks, two months, three months, but then they pause, they slide back down the hill and they're like, okay, fresh start. Yep. It's a fresh start. You have to start at the bottom of the hill. I don't know why that's exciting. That sounds terrifying to me to say I've now, I mean, and, and we have people listening to this and we love you. This is not any shame whatsoever, but the reason you're so frustrated with your journey right now, and it's turned sometimes into comparison it's not fair that they have this and I don't. The reality is you've just slid down the hill so many times. You've done enough work to climb the hill like 20 times. You just haven't done that work collectively to where it got added on to the last piece of work. And so you're still at the bottom. That's and that a sucks. perfect visual. Yeah. You, you climbed, you've climbed it a hundred times. Like people get on calls. Josh, I've been doing this for five years. I'm like, I don't care. Yep. I, I don't want to know how long you've been doing it. I want to know how many days, weeks, and months in a row have you been doing it. 
Because I promise you, that's a different answer than when you signed up. Okay, so what would you tell that person that might be like, crap, that's me. I have been doing this for five years. I have climbed. I've gotten some success, but I've also slid. And I'm back to square one or I'm back Mm -hmm. to feeling like, will it ever happen for me? What would you tell that person? What, like, what would they, that's tangible that they can do? Cause I say, I don't know what happens, but ultimately I think it's tied to vision. I think Mm -hmm. it's tied to, they have to be pulled. They have to be like pulled towards something that really is, has so much meaning to them that they finally just flip the switch and draw the line and like do the thing. Something has to happen internally, but how do you help that person that is in that struggle right Mm -hmm. now? What would you tell them? I mean, I I would tell them a couple things. I mean, I I do think that it comes down to the why. Um, I think that something that I talk about a lot is that positivity is not personal growth. So I, I think that there's a lot of people that think they have a growth mindset. Um, in reality, they have a positive mindset. And, and this, this comes back to some of, some of like this stuff that I dealt with in quarantine. I could have, I could have been like, no, I am a positive person. I am happy. I am wonderful. I am amazing. And none of that stuff would have worked because I just would have been fighting negative emotions with positive emotions. Yeah. And the reality is negative emotions come from either some type of a limiting belief or they can also be a warning sign of things to come. Like your feelings can actually be kind of prophetic. And it's trying to let you know, if you don't fix something, this is what will eventually happen. It yeah. doesn't mean it's your destiny. It just means that it's a warning sign of what could happen. Like the smoke detector, when it goes off, if you don't change something, the house will burn down. Like as of right now, it's just, you know, Josh was trying to fix easy Mac in the microwave for his kid and forgot to add water. Right. But it's like, if I let the microwave keep going, eventually it will blow up. So I think you have to like, stop, please, please, please stop pretending that everything is gravy. Like sit down and have a serious conversation with yourself and you need to admit to yourself and you need to admit to someone else. Like I did, something's wrong here. Like something is actually wrong. And then you need to take like a serious look at the negative outcome that will happen if you don't make changes. Like let yourself go there. I had like, I told, you know, a a close friend recently, I said, if you don't cry two or three times a week, something's wrong with you because you're fighting a really tough battle right now. And if you don't understand the reality of that, then you'll never, you'll never fight it. You know, like if you don't understand the revolutionary war was only fought because we eventually came to the point where we said, I don't like soldiers from another country having permission to walk into my house with a gun and tell us what to do. And it's like, if you think about it, like things have to get really bad for you to engage in war. I hope, right? Like you don't just go to war for fun. Like hopefully something really, really, really terrible was happening. Like, you know, like what your dad does, you know, I know he's been on the podcast and he fights a different kind of a war, but he fights a war because there was something so bad and so gross and so disgusting. He was willing to put his life on the line for it. Yeah. And until you find that thing, 
that's worth literally going to war for, you won't go to war. And if you don't go to war, I can promise you won't win because you're fighting against, for me, I was fighting against 30 years worth of fear, 30 years worth of limiting beliefs, thinking, wrongly thinking that if I do anything that fails, it means it wasn't God's will and I missed it and I'm a bad person. And so at some point, A, it helped to read a John Maxwell book. And I think me and you both talk about this. You need to read a book that speaks to your specific struggle, not the trending thing that everyone else is talking about. Yes, 100%. And then you got to be willing to go to battle. You got to be like, this is what it is. And, And for me, it was like, okay, if I don't grow this business, my kids are going to grow up to be poor like I'm poor. And there's, and money isn't good or bad, but I think is. we can, we can all agree that like mm-hmm. not having enough money to buy your kids school clothes is bad. Not having enough money to, you know, give them any type of allowance or teach them any, the thing is, if you don't have money to give them, you also can't teach them anything about money. So it's like money isn't good or bad, but not having enough to do the things that you want to do in life is bad. And I just got to the point where I was like, okay, Josh, either you're going to face this demon of money. Your parents didn't, they faced lots of other demons for you. And I'm so thankful for that. Right. But this is one that got left behind and it's (laughs) killing me. It's killing me with three kids, man. It is killing me. So I said, I'm going to fight this battle so that my kids don't have to. Because any war I left unfought, they have to fight. And it doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect dad because I'm not. It doesn't mean that I won't leave any demons behind for them. I'm sure I'll leave a half a dozen or more. But like this was the one that like stood out to me like very, very, very strongly. Like I had to fight this war. And if I was going to do that, then I had to be committed. So here's the other thing I'll say. You have to be committed to doing it until it works. Not just when you feel like it though. Until it works. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that meant for me, you know, like some of you know my story, my first year in business, I made $500. It was like the least successful first year anyone has ever had. And I think a lot of people after that would have been asking, am I really supposed to do this? Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out, they get overwhelmed, they get stuck, they lose the joy, and they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So 
This is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. But for me, yeah, exactly. For me, that wasn't even a question at that point. Now for the first six months, it was because for the first six months I was working on my mindset. I was just like reading book after book, after book, affirmation, after affirmation, after after. the first six months, it was, it was a battle of the, the mind. Yeah. But it's like, once I fought that battle and won the battle up there, then it was like, there was no more questions about if this works. It was just a matter of going back to the drawing board continuing to reevaluate my time, my energy and say, okay, what do I feel strongly is what I have to do to move forward and then put my time and energy into that and just keep going. I love it. It's not, if it's when, and when you take that off the drawing board, it totally changes, changes everything when you stop. And this is what, this is what drives me crazy. When you spend so much time internally battling with yourself yeah. over, yeah, do I have what it takes? Am I really going to do this? Is it really going to work? Did it, did it, all of that wasted energy could just be put into forward motion into doing the things, you know, yeah. it's going to take. And you, you take out the, the, the internal conflict every single yep. day. And that's, what's exhausting yep. that internal conversation you're having with yourself every single day finally just goes away and you just put in the work until it happens. Yep. And it's so much easier. You guys, I promise it's, it's so much easier. And, and just to give everybody a little bit of a trick here is what I did to kind of get myself to stop having that conversation with myself is I gave myself five years. I said, okay, you're starting a business. You've never done that before. Most people go to college for like four years just to get started on a career, right? Like, so I'm not going to pretend that this is going to work in 12 months. Like I'm not that smart and I'm not that good. Like, <laughs> I was very, I, w- I was at least honest with myself. Like you suck. Okay. So like, let's create expectations around the fact that you think you suck. So let's not pretend that this is going to work in the next 12 months. Yeah. I said, here's the thing. I'm gonna give myself an extra year than college because like I'm trying to do something that's probably a little bit harder than what most people are going to college to do. So I'm going to give myself five years. And the reality is at the age of 30, I was like, even if it takes five years, I'll be 35 years old and I'll be quitting a job to do what I love for a living for the rest of my life. And, and I wasn't even trying to get to the point where I made more money than my day job. I was just saying like, if you can just like make the same amount, then you can quit and then you can have 40 hours a week instead of 10 hours a week to figure out how to make more money. And I think for some people, because they haven't given themselves like a timeline. Well, most people do. It's like 30 days <laughs> right. or how about 60? Yeah. Like that's, they're just not realistic with what totally. it's going to take. Yeah. 
But I love that you like five years, not just five years floating, doing the things some of the time and then sliding back down five years, fully committed to his mission and his purpose and his everything he wanted to do five years. Imagine, I just want you, all my listeners to think about where you were at five years ago, where you could be today. If you had committed to the things, you know, you're supposed to do in your business or in your life or in whatever field you're in every single day since then, where could you be? Okay. Maybe you're not there. That's okay. But five years from now, where do you want to be? Where can you be? What will life look like when you commit to what you know you're supposed to be doing here on earth to what you're felt pulled towards every single day? If you just get out of your own freaking way, I just want to shake people. And, and, and then if you could take imagining where you could be, the, the thing that I find is a year from now, it's sometimes it's, it's hard for people to imagine success, but five years down the road feels a little bit easier to imagine that you could figure it out in that time span, right? And then you just take that place, um, whatever it is you see, like in your heart and your imagination, you write it down and you revisit that place every single morning. Every morning morning i have multiple episodes on vision because this is Ah, life changing every morning painting that picture feeling what it's gonna feel being the person it's gonna take to be that oh it's so powerful you guys isn't it isn't it crazy every once in a while to just pause and think about all of the things that you currently have that were one day just a feeling it's just nuts it makes me emotional because like i've shared on a previous, I don't even know when I shared about our cabin. Mm-hmm. So every, which you brought single- up on a call with me for the first time. <laughs> I remember the call that really? you were like, Josh, I was like, what are you like? What do you vision? Like, what do you want to have? And you were like, so I was talking to JD the other day and I really want to get a cabin. I, I, I still remember <laughs> that to this day that I was like, no way. And, and you showed me a picture and I was like, oh, that's not a cabin. That's like, <laughs> that's like a lake mansion built out of wood. <laughs> but I can remember that it was like three years ago. Well, and it's like, and it's crazy because that whole desire was mm-hmm. derived from my childhood memories. Yeah. Going to my grandma's cabin, mm-hmm. going there, growing up in Prescott, Arizona on the weekends with my cousins and family and going outdoors and playing kick the can and playing on the tire swing and having those memories. I was like, I want that feeling. I want that experience. I want those memories with my kids. And every single time I walk through that cabin door, it is like that. It just Mm. like overwhelms me with so much joy and gratitude because I know what it took to reach that. I know what it took to create that. And it doesn't go away. It's like you talked about, you don't just go for a goal for the feeling of achieving it. Like it's, you, you want it because of the feeling it's going to bring. And it brings that feeling every time we're there. Yeah. And it's just those desires. And this is what I've talked about before. They're not greedy. They're not just material. Like if you have a desire for something more, whatever it is, even if it's a material thing, like a cabin, there's a reason behind it. 
mm-hmm. there's purpose. And if, yeah. and if that's going to fuel you to get your butt out of bed, to yeah. do the monotonous things that it's going to take to grow a business, to get uncomfy, to face your fears, yeah. to grow as a human, then find something that's going to pull you because it is going to take something bigger than just mm-hmm. an income number or yeah. whatever. It's going to take right. something that really brings emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to change your life. Like that, that's it. It's just going to, it's going to change your life. You know, I have written down like, so I sit down and this is something I'm about to do um, with everybody at the end of December I sit down every single year. I'm working on mine right now and write out four specific things in different categories of my life that I want to accomplish. And, you know, the first thing is the, is what, but then what's even more powerful than that is the next thing I write down is why, like, why does this mean something to me? And, yeah. and, and so for the what, it's like one line. For the why, it's like six lines, you know? Yeah. It's like increased confidence, proven progress will give me the ability to invest in other places, give me the energy and resources I need to take care of. It's, it's like this whole slew of things that usually ties in to my kids. It ties into my purpose. It ties into things that I want to do for the world. You know, going into 2021, we're going to start um, taking 10% of everything that comes through the website and donating it to charities. And I'm going to sit down with my kids and I'm going to let them pick the charities. Like I'm going to let them like do some research to find out like, where do you think our money should be going, you know, and, and, and let them things choose things that are dear to their heart and, and, and then try to like make a trip to go like check those things out and like see them in person, you know, like let my kids like participate in that. And like, that's not selfish. That's amazing. That would have changed my life as a kid. You know, like yeah. the, the couple mission trips that I went on changed my life because I got to be hands on there to see like what kind of an impact was being made around the world. Yeah. I love it. I feel like money blocks is like, Oh man, that's something that will hold you back forever. I had to go through my own set of Mm -hmm. issues with money. I had all sorts of money makes you greedy. Rich people are rude. All of this stupid crap. And it took really digging into where did that even come from? Why do I think that, you know, money amplifies. If a bad person has a lot of money, they're going to do a lot of bad things. Once they have a lot of money, right. A good person has a lot of money. They're going to do a whole lot of freaking good. And that is like, once I got over my own stuff, I'm like, game on, let's go. That changed everything too. I think money blocks is something that holds a lot of people back, especially women. Right. Dudes are like, give me all the money. (laughs) Let's just make a lot of money. I think women feel a little bit guilty about it. Again, it comes, I think, back to that masculine versus feminine. The masculine finds a lot of their identity. Mm-hmm. in needing to accomplish something i mean going back to like caveman like they were the hunter right like Provider. they need yeah. to accomplish something to feel like they have significance in the world where the the feminine energy is a little more of like okay the husband only brought home one bear and we got to make this last for like six yeah. like it's they're, they're more of like okay we have to like be logical about things we have to like plan this out to take care of everybody like you, i mean just stereotypically in society i'm not saying that this is the way it should stay but like for centuries the woman has been the caretaker yeah right so to want something more for yourself sometimes equals not having enough to give to others 
hundred percent that mentality all the time. I can either do this or that. I can either do this. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, I just want to like, I want everyone listening to just stop and like, ask yourself, do you want your daughter to grow up to have to decide between whether or not she can lose weight and be healthy or whether or not she buys her kids a backpack? Do you want your daughter to have to decide if she wants to have a purpose and live out the thing that is burning in her heart or be a mom? Or do you want her to have the freedom to do both? And I mean, whether we like, it doesn't matter if we like it or not. Like the truth is we're creating an environment that is programming our children to believe a certain way. Obviously, they'll be adults one day, have to make their own choices, but I would just really like my kids to be set up to make the right choices with a little less conflict, with like a little less like pressure working against them. Yeah, absolutely. We pass on those limiting beliefs, whether we like yep. it or not. Yep. They just roll right on through. They do because they come out in our words and they come out in our actions and and they do what we do, not what we say. Yeah. It's a harsh reality. I don't, I don't like it a lot, but it's this reality. It's not my favorite thing. It just is. There's no way around it. I know it's the truth, but what better motivation to actually do the things in Mm -hmm. us to grow and to change and to overcome because we all know we want the world for our kids and we'll do anything for them. Exactly. But that oftentimes looks like doing the thing for us. Yes. It's, it, it, it always comes down to doing the selfish thing first and it's which, which the selfish thing is really the most unselfish thing you can say. Cause like I, like I tell my push elite girls, no one was ever inspired by the girl in the stands. You only get inspired by the girl on stage. You don't go to an event and go, hey, look at that other girl that's also sitting in the nosebleeds. Isn't that so exciting? I want to be her. No, you like the person who did what it took to get on that stage is the one that inspired you to go, holy crap, I think I could probably do that too. So it's like the second we get on our stage and take the place that we belong, we inspire others to line up to get the place they belong. Yeah, that's powerful. It's good stuff. It's I like it. That's what, and that's true. That's true. And that's why I wrote this book called F leadership because yeah, I wanted people, I'll, I'll give a 30 second plug real quick. I know this one's gone kind of long as I always do, but, <laughs> but the idea was this, and, and actually I'm, I'm in the middle of working with a music producer on putting pieces of the audiobook to music that you can work out to so that you can like wake up every morning So be watching for that on Spotify, like in the next couple of weeks. Um, But I was just going through one of the first chapters and it's talking about, would you rather follow? I was obviously making a Michael Jordan reference. Would you rather follow the person that has six championships, multiple MVPs, the highest scoring points per game, like ever, or the person who can cheer really loud and scream and yell, motivating things to get people excited? Like, who do you want as your leader? Like the winner or the motivator. 
And so like so many times we think we're not a good leader because maybe we're not as motivating as others. Maybe we're not as, you know, Josh happens to be a natural charismatic person. Okay. But that's not leadership. That's just my personality type. It has nothing to do with how many wins and losses that I have. The reality is people work with me because of the wins that I have accumulated, not because of how good I talk. See, I can't even speak English. That wasn't even proper English. How good I talk. It's not even proper English, right? So it's like, you have to come to a point where you say, I'm not going to let being a less ideal personality or person or Instagram following hold me back from what true leadership is, which is doing what I say, showing up when I say I'm going to show up, doing what I say I'm going to do and helping people get results. And it's like, the more I obsess over not being a good leader, kind of like what you're saying earlier, the less time and energy I put into being a better leader. Yeah. So it's just like, show up and do what you said you were going to do. And leadership will like grow on its way. Leadership, anything in life. Yes. When your, when your exactly. actions and your words are in alignment, yeah. that is good when trust happens. and integrity and everything yeah. is built and your life will explode. Exactly. And, and most of the time it's our actions and our words to ourselves. Let's be yeah, real. Right. We say exactly. one thing, we do another, right. we say one right. thing, we do another totally. pretty soon. It's no wonder you don't trust yourself, <laughs> Right. but if you just say the thing and do it, you'll be yeah. like, crap, I do have what it takes. Yes. I can commit to this. Yeah. I can experience these daily wins. And those are the things that build belief, build confidence, yep. build consistency, build success, build all the good things all that the everybody goods. wants. <laughs> Exactly. All the goods. So if you want to snag this book, I actually give it away for free. If you go to joshcoats.com, you just have to pay for the shipping um, and you get a paperback copy that's inside the U.S. If you're outside the U.S., you can go to joshcoats.com slash audiobook and you can get a free download of the audiobook. Or if you're in the U.S. and you're just like, I literally don't have money to pay for the shipping on the book. Just go to joshcoats.com slash audiobook. You'll get a free download. Um, and then, like I said, be watching on Spotify for some workout jams with the audiobook to it. That'd be awesome. I can't wait. That's exciting. And what did you say the next couple months? Um, weeks. Weeks. So like the the new year. Yeah. Like the new year, we should have at least one track up. And then I'm hoping to also do kind of like a dance remix version of it. So like, we'll take a track kind of recording as more of like an alternative pop rock kind of a song. And then we'll like take it and make like a dance remix so that you've got like two different versions. And then like, we're just going to keep building it out until we have like a full album worth of songs that you can work out to that have like the words of F leadership to it. That's awesome. And don't get thrown off by the name. I know (laughs) some of my, some of my listeners might be like F leadership. It's going to be filled with explicit language and it's so solid. You guys. So solid. I think in the book, I think in the book, I cussed like three times total in 15 chapters. My mom asked me, she was like, I want to read it, Josh, but is it going to have a lot of cussing in it? I was like, mom, I cussed like three times. I think it's, it's less cussing than, than Iron Man. If you, if you've watched the Avengers, my book cusses less than the Avengers. Yeah. And it's really good. You guys like solid, the things that most entrepreneurs take years and years and years to figure out he just like condenses into a book and is like, here's some lessons to learn. Here's some things to implement. Let's go. So highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. I tell all my girls that they need to read it because it's solid. It, it's just been fun. It's been fun to grow together. It's been mm-hmm. fun to like 
like you helped me so much in so many different ways, but it's been so cool from the outside looking in to just see your life evolve and your growth and your just all of that has been so cool. So thank you. I appreciate congrats it. to just continuing to show up, continuing to grow, continuing to inspire and impact so many people. Cause you're just doing huge things. Thanks friend. I appreciate that so much. And, and I love watching you. I'm always, always, always cheering you <laughs> and team inspiration on always cheering you guys on. I love you guys so much. I do. Well, the feeling is mutual. So you guys go get his book joshcoats.com for free. Um, so valuable for any entrepreneur really. And he's always, I mean, he has so much goodness. So follow him on social. Is it just Josh Coates? Is that where they can follow you on Instagram? Josh Coates underscore push coach. Perfect. Go find him. If you had a fit, a favorite 15 second nugget, he dropped some bombs, screen share it, tag him, tag me. I love to see the takeaways and the things that you guys found valuable. Yeah. Um, Let's give something away. Can we give something away? Uh, Yeah. How about if, how about if they tag you and me listening to this podcast? Like let's pick someone to win a signed copy of the book and a hundred dollar Amazon card. Let's do it. When, when do they have to? What? I don't know. When is this going to air? This is going to air like middle of December. So should we give them to the end of the middle? Yes. Let's, let's give them till the end of the year. If they're listening to this middle of December, like December 14th, is that probably when this is going to air? ish yeah ish or maybe the 21st yeah i mean probably the 14th i just got home from mexico getting engaged but no one else can know until (gasps) this comes out (laughs) (laughs) only micah can know right now because it's live for everybody else it just happened i'm just as excited (laughs) now and it hasn't even happened yet now i can't happen but it's but it's, but it's planned. It's happening next week. It, it, and oh it'll God. also be the first trip that we have taken since, since quarantine. Yeah. Like we got like the face masks and everything. We're like, we're oh, like, yeah. this is happening. We're going to go do this, but we're just going to take all of the precautions in the world to like so get to Mexico safely and do this thing. So yeah. Like if you go check out my Instagram yeah. right now, you'll see pictures of me and Tulum wearing, wearing a ring. So like we're getting engaged, but like we've, like I was like, it seems fair that if the woman has to put on a ring, like the dude should put on a ring too. Like, is that not weird that the woman gets <laughs> marked and the man doesn't? So anyway, thought about that. We're gonna go get engaged and we'll both put our rings on and I love it. Yeah. Okay, I love it. <laughs> so exciting. Wait, so this has to air before it has to air after. After what? Um, we're going the ninth through the twelfth. Okay. Well, it'll air at least the 14th. It just just can't air next week on the 7th. Perfect. No, we're good. We're good. (laughs) If it does, I'll probably get a lot of DMs and be like, oops, my bad. (laughs) No, we'll make sure. That's awesome. Okay. So now tag him, tag me. You'll get a signed copy and go into the drawing for a hundred dollar gift card. And we'll just, I'll let him do it. He'll pick a random winner Cool. and a hundred dollar gift card. Cool. I'll message Michelle and let her know to watch out for it for me. All right, you guys, excited to hear your nuggets and your takeaways. As always, thanks for being here and we'll see you again next week. Bye guys.
wrapping up another episode and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.